0: You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hello, and well done for deciding to listen to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. I think you've made a very, very good decision all round. It's possibly one of the best decisions that you've made. Well, not just today, but um, possibly this week, maybe this month maybe the best decision you've made all year. Um, In fact, why not? This is probably the best decision that you've ever made to listen to this particular episode of Luke's English Podcast. Obviously, it's always a good idea to listen to the podcast at any given time. In fact, it's probably just better to choose listening to this podcast than to do other things like you might have um chores to do you might have some washing up or cleaning laundry never mind all those boring things no just listen to Luke's English podcast you might for example uh be listening to this in the morning before going to work you might be listening to it while driving on your way to work or college or school um don't bother with that yeah don't you don't need to go to work today okay just stay at home and just listen to Luke's English podcast. It's more important, okay? You might be on your way to the supermarket, or you might be planning to go and buy some food. Just never mind, okay? Just get get a takeaway, get a pizza, okay? You might be going to visit some friends, or planning to see your family, uh, your, your loved one, your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. Again, you never, you don't really need to, okay? You get everything, all the nutrition and uh, oxygen that you need. For example, you might be thinking, "I'm going to eat lunch in a minute." Don't bother. Okay, you might think, "I'm going to inhale some air in a moment because I need to breathe in order to survive." You don't really need to bother. Okay, this is all you need to do. Listen to Luke's English podcast. It will provide you with all of the sort of uh, all your five a day, five portions of fruit and vegetables a day, all the oxygen and H two O that you need to survive can all be provided through the headphones or through a speaker um, via the medium of Luke's English podcast. It's everything you need in order to survive. Okay, I might be being a little bit over ambitious there when I'm saying that um, it could be a substitute for for breathing oxygen. I don't think that's really the case. But to put it in context, to give myself a bit of perspective it's definitely going to be useful for your english right that's the whole point of uh, luke's english podcast it's just to it's give you those give you an edge basically over everyone else you might think well these people who are attending this university course their english is good they seem to know a lot but do they listen to luke's english podcast well, they probably do, actually, because as you know, everybody listens to this, including the Queen, uh, Prince Charles, uh, Prince William, and Prince George. All the princes basically—they're all tuned in to this. Welcome to the episode. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. I'm very comfortable. Um, I'm very excited. I'm stoked uh, to be recording this episode today because this this one is all about British slang. Okay. British slang, that's what we're going to be looking at, talking about, listening to and generally discussing in this episode. I say we will be discussing it. It's mainly going to be me doing the discussion. But you could, you know, discuss as well with um, your, well, yourself. You could discuss stuff with yourself or you could wait until you've seen some of your friends or your classmates or whatever. uh, And, you know, feel free to, to just discuss whatever has come up in this episode with them that would be good. Yeah, it could provide you with some nice discussion stuff to do in your English classes, or even when you're having lunch with your English uh, classmates, or whatever, whatever you choose to do. So British slang, that's what this episode is all about. And I'm ready. I'm well up for it. I'm stoked. um, And I'm generally kind of jazzed up because I've got a cup of tea with me. And you might know that when I've got a cup of tea, While recording the podcast, that's when things just start to, you know, I start to push it to the next level, really. I think it's the tea. Of course, it's served with milk uh, because um, it wouldn't be completely British otherwise. And this is a very British episode because um, we're going to look at phrases, sentences, words, and things which are very typical to informal British English. I know, I'm know, i sure you know what slang is. It's kind of informal language, not really part of standard uh, English, let's say, but the kind of English that you would use in informal situations with your friends, Um, Not the kind of language which um, you typically use in more formal situations like business meetings or whatever. It's the kind of language that you would use when you're just meeting your friends or just generally relaxing and having a good time with your friends. Okay. If you have spent any length of time living in the UK, if you've got English friends or British friends or whatever, um, then you might recognise some of these words um, and expressions they're pretty typical. You also might, as you're listening to this, you might think of expressions and bits of slang which I haven't included. And please, of course, feel free to write those ideas and other words and things in the comments section. It's good to share. Um, so I'm talking about British slang, um, but it's it's pretty complicated. It's not just Britain because Britain, as you know, is a very varied place. Um, there's a kind of north-south divide also there's a north-south divide in England but also of course there's divides between England and Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland and other regions of the UK um, I suppose really what I'm going to focus on is the kind of slang that I would use with my friends the kind of slang that I think is very uh normal words that are very very familiar to me which I've grown up speaking and which um, I feel like most sort of non native speakers of English, if they really want to get to grips with slang, they should know these words. If you go on the internet and you type in British slang, you'll find various online dictionaries, very long lists of slang. And I've kind of been through those lists and I've picked out the ones that um, I think are, are really frequent. Um, looking at those lists, there are lots of expressions which generally we don't use anymore. Or or expressions which, yes, they are part of British slang, but they're they're not very commonly used. And if you do start throwing these expressions around, then you might just come across as a bit weird and a bit sort of inappropriate. Um, It's difficult with slang because, you know, you've got to get it right. You've got to use ones that people still use. It's no good using slang from 50 years ago because you're just going to sound really weird. And I have noticed a lot of, for example, American websites... Um, where they kind of present what they think is British slang. And it's all full of this kind of very old-fashioned sort of uh, pip-pip, you know, tickety-boo kind of language, um, which no one really uses anymore. So watch out for that. In fact, what I would say is you can rely on me, okay? You can trust me. This is Luke from Luke's English Podcast. You know me, so you know that the slang that I have picked out for this episode is real, normal, useful, frequent, common and pretty everyday stuff. Now, as I've said, there are different regions in, in the country and so really all I can do is speak for myself. Um, for example, in Scotland, uh, let's say in Glasgow, they're going to use different slang to the kind of slang that is used in London, okay? Even um, in the southwest. Uh, Devon, Cornwall, uh, Wales, of course, or different parts of Wales, the Midlands, East Anglia, um, Yorkshire, Lancashire, Merseyside, uh, Teesside, uh, all of these uh, areas like Newcastle or whatever, they're all going to have slightly different variations of slang, particularly between north and south of England. Now, as I've said, I'm from London, but I've also lived in Birmingham um, so I, and, I, and I've and i spent four years of my life in Liverpool. So I think I've got a fairly good idea of different sort of regional variations on slang. But really, I think I'm from the south, you know, most of my life has been spent in the south of England. So probably the slang you're going to hear is a reflection of my background. It's the fact that I'm mainly from the south, I have spent a long time in, in the Midlands, and also some time in uh, the northwest in Liverpool. Um, okay I think that's probably enough of an in- introduction. Um this is a kind of A to Z of slang so I'm just going to go through um some terms from A to Z. And um I think we should get started, don't you? Yes, Luke. Okay then, let's start. Now the first item on the list is ace. Ace. Oh, did you did you see um did you see the new Avengers movie? Yeah, it's it's ace, isn't it? It's absolutely brilliant. So ace is a word that just means fantastic, brilliant, excellent. It was ace, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, have you seen the new Iron Man film? Yeah, it was, I thought it was pretty ace. It was. Uh, that, was a, that was such an ace film. So ace just means really good. Right, moving on. I'm going to move through these pretty quickly because I've got quite a long list of terms from A to Z. Also, I should point out, by the way, that um, some of the terms that I'm going to use in this list are a bit rude. Now, slang itself is not always rude. Okay, it might be inappropriate, for example, if you're with grandparents, or if you're with, uh, you know, uh, colleagues at work, your boss or whatever, it might just be a bit inappropriate to use very informal language. But it's not, by definition, rude language. No. Nevertheless, some of the terms in my list are quite rude words. They are swear words, some of them. So if you're interested in swear words, I would refer you back to a previous episode, one of the most famous or maybe infamous versions, uh, sorry, one of the most infamous episodes of Luke's English Podcast, and that is the one all about swearing. And it's called How to Swear in British English. I can't remember the number of the episode. About how to swear in British English. So, if you're particularly interested in rude language, then you can check that one out. Um, but there will be some rude words in this list, but they're not all rude. Okay, so we've done ace. That was ace. Have you listened to Luke's English podcast? Yeah, it's ace, isn't it? Okay. Next one is uh, the word aggro. And by the way, you can read this list on the website as usual. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Etc. Okay. The next item on the list is aggro. Aggro, for example, um, yeah, I was walking back from the pub and there was there was a bit of aggro in the street. Yeah, it all got it all got a bit moody, to be honest with you. Yeah, there was a bit of aggro outside the pub. So aggro basically means aggravation, and that's like trouble or violence, a fight. Okay. So yeah, there was a bit of aggro on the back of the bus means that there was a there was a fight or maybe a big, slightly violent argument. Aggro, okay? I also just said moody then, didn't I? That was, yeah, it's a bit moody. Now, moody, you probably know, is normally refers to people. She's really moody at the moment, meaning that she's often in a bad mood. But we also use moody. I think that's quite specific to the Midlands as well. I don't remember hearing that in the South. So if you're from the Midlands, you might say, oh yeah, this pub's moody, man. And moody means it's got a bad atmosphere. It looks like there could be some aggro. It's like, come on, man, this pub's well moody. Let's go. So moody, it's like sort of dangerous or with a bad atmosphere. Okay, it's well moody. I'm going to come to the words well and the word man later on in the list. But it got well moody outside the pub, man. Um, Right, aggro. Yeah, there was was like loads of aggro outside the pub. Okay. Next one is just the term, all right. All right. And you probably know already, all right is very, very common. And it just means, hello, how are you? Right, okay. So the normal response to all right is, what's the normal response? All right, mate. The normal response is, of course, all right. Okay, so it's basically like, hello. All right. All right. Okay, there you go. All right. Um, Sometimes it's a question. All right. You know, meaning, are you all right? Um, Often we say the word mate at the end. All right, mate. There you go. If you want to do it in a real sort of London accent, you would go, all right, mate. All right. All right. It's important not to really pronounce the word properly. So, Instead of all, instead of the l of all, it's more like a w, of like a w sound w, or white, right. and you don't pronounce the t at the end. So this is really we're now looking at kind of London slang accent. All right, mate. Not all right, mate. But all right, mate. All right, mate. How's it going? Yeah. All right, mate. As it gan. All right, mate. How's it going? Okay. Next one is a slightly rude word, and the word is "ass." All right, "ass." Now, basically, this is the British version of "ass." In America, they say "ass." You know, you're an asshole. In Britain, we say "you, you stupid asshole." "Ass." Okay, it just means your bum, your bottom. Um, we also use it in phrases like "it's such a pain in the ass." if something is a pain in the ass, it means it's really annoying, really inconvenient. Okay. Um, or I can't be asked. That's a good one. I really can't be asked to do any housework today. It just means I can't be bothered. I'm not motivated. I don't really, um, I just don't feel like doing it because it feels like too much hard work. I just can't be asked to do anything today. I can't be asked means you can't be bothered. Um, Sometimes you might hear the expression half arsed. If something was half asked, it means it wasn't done properly. Yeah. That was like a real half assed attempt. Meaning someone you know didn't really try to do something properly. Yeah. Um okay, so maybe I should give you an example of a half assed attempt. Um okay, so like I went into the exam and I looked at the first question. I had no idea. What the answer was, so I just wrote a kind of half-assed attempt, which um, was just crap. I don't think I'm going to pass the exam. There you go. There's an example. Right, moving swiftly on to the next one. Oh, by the whale, by the by, the whale, <laughs> what? What are you? What are you all talking about, Luke? Okay. By the way, the word "asshole" can mean drunk as well. He was absolutely arseholed or completely arseholed, meaning really drunk. Okay, useful, Um, maybe. Next word um, is backy. Backy. So, you might say, have you got any backy? Have you got any backy, mate? Um, Yeah, yeah, have have you got any rolling backy? Backy means tobacco. All right, there you go, tobacco. And rolling backy means... uh, rolling tobacco. There you go. So have you got any backy? It's the kind of tobacco that you'd roll on your own. You know what I mean? So not cigarettes. Um, A cigarette in slang is a fag. Uh, Have you got any fags? Um, Be careful if you're in America, because the word fag means something completely different in America. So in Britain, a fag is a cigarette. In America, a fag is a gay person. All right. So watch out for that, because that can be a bit confusing. Now, in England, for example, if you wanted to borrow a cigarette from someone, you might say, excuse me, mate, can I bum a fag off you? Can I bum a fag off you? Now, if you said that in America, excuse me, mate, can I bum a fag off you? They might be shocked. Okay. They might kind of say, you want to bum a fag off me? Um, It might be a bit weird for them and they might think that it means something else like you want to bum a fag off me um well first of all no and second of all is that even possible um so be careful of that to bum a fag in england can i can i borrow a fag off you can i have a fag in america it might mean i guess to bum a fag in america might mean to like have sex with a gay person right so watch out for that otherwise you could just say can i have a cigarette or could you could you give me a cigarette please Yeah. Okay. Next, then, um, the word bent. So in reference to the American use of the word fag, in England, the word bent um, can be a slightly negative way to mean homosexual. All right. So I think he's bent. It's a slightly negative, slightly rude sounding way of doing it. I don't think it's a word that gay people use with each other. In fact, gay people either say the word gay or they would use the word queer, meaning gay. Um, but if someone is slightly homophobic, they might use the word bent. Uh, we also use bent to mean corrupt as well, a dishonest or corrupt. So a bent police officer, a bent copper, would be a corrupt policeman. All right. So it's just a coincidence that bent means dishonest and it also means gay. Um, slightly rude, though. Alright, moving on. The next word is bladdered. Bladdered. Yeah, so I had five pints and I was bladdered. Okay, so um, bladdered just means drunk. Alright, now your bladder is the part of your body that keeps your urine. So if you really need a piss, you might, you know, your bladder feels like it's full. So it's kind of, I suppose if you're bladdered, it basically means you've had loads of beer, and you're just really drunk. Um, it doesn't mean that you really want to take a piss. It doesn't mean that really. It just means that you're drunk. But it's interesting that there's that connection that, you know, whenever you drink beer, you need to go to the loo. Uh, but really, bladdered means drunk. Okay? Um next one on the list is bird, right? So for example, are you looking at my bird? Oi mate, are you looking at my bird? <laughs> okay. Um And bird is another word for girl or girlfriend, right? Yeah. Um, So, you know, is John going to bring his bird with him? For example, bird is a girlfriend. There you go. Um, So we'd say things like, are you looking at my bird? Well, I've never actually said that. But um, you might say the expression, a really fit bird. Fit means like really sexy. And bird is a girl. So really fit bird there were loads of fit birds in the pub last night for example there were loads of really sexually attractive females in the public house um let's see next one is blag blag to to blag as a verb right and to blag means to to kind of lie basically or to tell to speak nonsense you're just blagging to blag uh, is to lie or speak nonsense blag about something. Yeah, there you go. To lie or or say something that's nonsense. Also, it can be used as a way of, it can be used to mean steal or rob. You know, um, like he blagged a couple of, uh, uh, I don't know, he blagged a couple of uh, cans of beer from the shop. I think normally blagging is like when you're saying nonsense or lying. Okay. Right. Next one is blatant. That was absolutely blatant. I can't believe you got away with that. That was so blatant. So blatant. This just means it was really obvious. Right. So if you do something out in the open um, without trying to hide it, then that's that's really blatant. Um, So let's see. Okay. if let for some reason a lot of my examples today are about going to the pub and drinking but it's just this sort of world of informal english that i'm thinking of so for example if if you've been to the pub with your mates and they're, everyone's a bit drunk and then you're walking home and one of your mates decides to take a piss in the street you'd be like that's blatant mate meaning that's really obvious you, you should try and find a more appropriate place to do it absolutely blatant or let's say someone has um not in your group of friends but you've seen someone stealing from a shop and he didn't really make much effort to hide it you could say i can't believe that it was so blatant he just took th- he just took that um jacket off the shelf and just walked out of the shop it was really blatant okay so obvious next one is blimey god cool, blimey have you ever seen that before blimey um blimey basically is another kind of exclamation of surprise. And it's like saying, Oh, my God, blimey. It's actually um, it's what used to be God. It used to be like, gore blimey, gore blimey, which actually means God blind me. Right? God blind me became go blimey. So when you see something that you're very surprised about something amazing, go blimey, look at that. Then um, Gore blimey, yeah, God blind me. It's not very nice, really, when you think about it. But that's why I think that's why the expression has kind of morphed or, or um, uh, mutated from God blind me, which is not very nice, into Gore blimey. Um, you might you might even hear as a cliche, Gore blimey, governor, which is a sort of Cockney cliche. Governor would be a word. Cockneys used to just refer to another man. Right, go blimey, governor, which is like saying, oh my god, sir, I suppose. Go blimey, governor. Um, There you go. So go blimey or blimey is like going wow, or I don't believe it, or oh my god. Okay, you're learning a lot in this episode, I must say. I wonder how much of this just seems like complete gobbledygook to you, I wonder. Maybe some of you are listening to this going, "Yep, yeah, 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 I know that. I know that. Oh, I didn't know that one. Oh, that's new. Yeah, knew that. Didn't know that. I haven't heard that one for a while. That kind of thing. Maybe you are. Or maybe you're just going, what, what, what? Ah, oh, oh, I see. What, what? Ah. <laughs> Imagine if that was the way that you actually listened to Luke's English podcast, that you'd put your headphones on and you sit there and you kind of go, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? What? Oh, I didn't realise that. That? Um, no. God, blimey. I never realised that. Um, That would be strange because it's not a telephone call, is it? I mean, <laughs> it would be weird if it was a telephone call. Maybe some of you are kind of on the bus or something, sort of sitting there going, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? Oh, that's interesting, Luke. Oh, good. Okay, go on. No, move on. Move on now. I think it's time to move on, Luke. Okay, yes, yeah, so you've... you've you're getting stuck on this bit. This is going to be a very long episode. So can you just move on, please? Because I've nearly arrived at my bus stop, okay? We just don't have time for this kind of waffling. Right, so moving on. The next word is bloke. Bloke. He's a really good bloke, isn't he? Such a nice bloke. I saw this bloke the other day. Yeah, I was walking along the street and this bloke came up to me and he said, all right, mate, go blimey, governor. Ugh. Ain't the queen got a lovely smile? And I, th- and I said to him, excuse me, sir, What are you, what are you saying? Um do you speak English? Uh so a bloke is just a, another word for a man. Okay? A man. Yeah? A bloke, a man. There you go, it's an informal word for a man. So in a pub, you don't meet men in a pub, you meet blokes, don't you? You know what I mean? You probably meet a bloke called Dave. Alright, Dave, how's it going? Not bad as it goes, yeah. Do you fancy another pint? I you know what I do? Right then, you get him in and I'll find us a table sorted okay uh sorted by the way is a is another word for you say sorted when something has been well organized or as a way of sort of saying yes this is this is properly organized um uh, so yeah sorted it's like saying it's like a conclusion to something when it's been fixed or organized right you get the pints in i'll get us a table sorted all right um Okay, gonna make sure this is all plugged in. Right, so next item is bloody, bloody hell, bloody hell. So this is one of the most common swear words in English, and it's kind of used as a statement of surprise. Bloody hell! Um, also, we use it as a way of emphasizing things. That was bloody brilliant. That was a that was bloody marvelous, or it was a bloody awful film, for example. So you can just emphasize anything with it. You're bloody mad, aren't you? You know, ap- and you can also stick it in the middle of other words. absa bloody lootly. Okay, I often hear Americans saying the word bloody because they think that's how British people speak all the time. But for some reason, whenever an American person says bloody, it just sounds wrong. Okay, it just sounds kind of stupid. Bloody, that was bloody good, just doesn't really work. I don't know why. Um be careful by the way ladies and gents be careful of using a lot of this slang you shouldn't just suddenly start using all of this this is not necessarily the key to speaking absolutely natural english it's definitely important to understand it but you should not now fill everything you say with slang because really the kind of world in which you're speaking english i expect i mean i don't know your context but really, you're on the kind of global level of English. So is this kind of regional British slang appropriate for your everyday use? I wonder. It depends on the situation you're in. If you're speaking with native speakers, it's useful to know all this stuff because it's going to come up, you're going to hear it. But if you're learning English to be used with other foreigners, with non-native speakers of English, it's not necessarily going to be a good idea to start throwing in all of these slang words and expressions but it's definitely very very good for you just to 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 expand your knowledge of english and to know the broad range from informal to neutral to formal english it's good to know the whole spectrum isn't it i think so right next word is blooming which is not it's like an alternative to bloody so, uh, not that common actually. Blooming, it was a blooming disaster. Yeah, it's a bit like an uh, um, an alternative to bloody. Right, next one is Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. So, for example, if you're making a cup of tea, what you do, right? Put the tea bag in the cup. Make sure the water is boiling. Pour the water over the tea bag. Let it sit for three minutes. Fish out the bag. Add a bit of milk, and Bob's your uncle. You've got a lovely cup of tea. So, Bob's your uncle is a very well used phrase, and I find myself using it all the time. And it's kind of like adding, you add it at the end of a sentence as a way of kind of going, and that's it, okay, and that's it, and that's the end result. Um, okay, so you just do this, do that, and then Bob's your uncle, meaning that's it, that's the result that you wanted, okay, and so you. You put the tea bag in, you pour the water in, you take out the tea bag, put in a bit of milk, and Bob's your uncle. You've got a lovely cup of tea. Bob's your uncle. Don't ask me why, ladies and gentlemen. Don't ask me why it's Bob's your uncle. I don't know really what the history of this term is. I don't think we need to know. I don't know what the history of the term is, and I use it all the time, and it's totally natural to me. Don't think you really need to know. In fact, it's not common knowledge the origin of this expression is not common knowledge. I'm confident in saying that. Um, But it is commonly used. Okay, so just simply listen to the episode, like learn some of the expressions. You know, maybe if it's appropriate, start using them and Bob's your uncle, you're going to sound really natural. Right? Next one is bog. Bog. Where's where's James? Oh, he's just in the bog. He'll be finished in a minute. So the bog is the toilet. That's right, the toilet. We have a number of different expressions for the toilet. The toilet, of course, is standard. The loo, the loo, which is short for lavatory. You also sometimes see WC, that means water closet, um, or the bog. There's other ones as well, like the shitter. Some people call it the shitter. Uh, the bog is a fairly standard one. Some people ask me sometimes what is the most appropriate or most polite version of um, the, the toilet. And in my experience, toilet is fine. Um, I've heard some people saying that like they've had American teachers who've told them that they, sh- they should use the term bathroom or washroom or something. And that's fine. I find in the UK, We have no problem with just saying toilet. Um, There is an issue slightly, I guess, that the fact that the actual white thing that you sit on is the toilet and also the room is the toilet as well. But I don't think there's much room for misunderstanding, really. Um, So anyway, bog is the toilet. And bog roll, it's like, oh, we haven't got any bog roll left. We're going to have to go down the shop to buy some more bog roll. Have you got any more bog roll? Bog roll is toilet paper, Yes. And it's very important, isn't it? Okay, then next term is bogey, bogey. So I was sitting on the bus the other day. And I was looking at this kid, and he was picking his nose, right? And he pulled out this green bogey. And he, he didn't he, he rolled it in his fingers for a bit. And then he ate it absolutely disgusting bogey. So a bogey is like that green, a green little green thing that comes out of your nose. And if you pick your nose, you might pull bogies out of your nose and roll them around and flick them or even eat them, which is absolutely dis- disgusting. Um, in fact, what maybe is even more disgusting is wiping the bogey on the underside of a table or something. So bogies little green, slightly soft things that you might pull out of your nose. A bogey. Right. Um, next term is slightly rude, You've heard it before in the swearing episode, and that's bollocks, bollocks. So this is a really old British word, really, really English word. Um, and it technically, it actually means testicles, your gonads, your balls. But it's usually t- used to describe something that's no good. That's absolute bollocks, mate, meaning bullshit. The Americans would say bullshit. In Britain, we'd say bollocks. You're talking bollocks, aren't you, mate? That's absolute bollocks. Don't give me that bollocks, um, right? Or, or it can be used to just mean that something is really bad. It's a load of bollocks. What did you think of the new Superman film? I thought it was an absolute pile of bollocks. It was, it was absolute bollocks, mate. Um, okay. Also, talking bollocks. So, um, so generally, bollocks means it's bad. But if you say the dog's bollocks, that's really good. Okay. Yeah, so what do you think of my new bike? Oh, that is it's the dog's bollocks, isn't it, that bike? That means it's really good. Sometimes that is abbreviated to the dog's or just the bollocks. That's the the absolute bollocks. Um okay, so bollocks. Watch out though, it's a very rude word. So don't start throwing it around all over the place. Use it when it's appropriate in the pub on the football pitch. When you're driving and no one else can hear you. Those are the moments when rude language is okay. Um, A bollocking, for example, I was late to work for the third time this month. My boss called me into his office and he gave me a right bollocking. He gave me an absolute bollocking. So that means that my boss was very angry and he shouted at me and reprimanded me. He, um, he, He told me off. He gave me an absolute bollocking. Um, I thought he was going to fire me. Right. Next one is a very common word, and that's the word booze. Booze. And that just basically is an alcoholic drink, isn't it? For example, we've run out of booze. What are we going to do? So booze, an alcoholic drink. Also, it's a verb meaning to drink alcohol. So yeah, they were boozing all night, for example. It's quite boozy, isn't it, this podcast episode? It's quite a lot of Alcohol references. Maybe that's just because us Brits, you know, have a drinking culture. I don't know what it is. But anyway, there's quite a lot of references to booze. Booze, meaning alcohol. Um, if you've got any booze, and um, uh, to booze, meaning they, they were boozing all night, and then boozy is the adjective for it. Just, um, okay, I'm going to move on to the next term. Bottle bottle right so bottle basically is courage for example um, do you think he's going to um, do you think he's going to do the bungee jump no he hasn't got the bottle i don't think he's got enough bottle to do that to do that jump okay so to have the bottle means to have the courage okay now um, the next term is the word brew so go on put the brews on would you go on make us a brew a brew is a cup of tea right? And in fact, it's quite appropriate that that has come up now, because I've got a brew with me now. I'm, I made this brew before the podcast. And that was... Are you kidding me? This is 37 minutes? I've been speaking for 37 minutes? I can't believe it. So I've still got my brew here. and I haven't drunk any of it, because I've been doing this podcast. Right, clearly, this is not going to um, fit into one episode of the podcast, is it? I think I'm going to have to divide this. This might even become something ridiculous, like three episodes long. We will see. But I think it's worth spending a bit of time on this subject because slang is, it's important. We're like breaking new ground here, aren't we? I expect that some of you are listening to these words thinking, I haven't heard some of these before. You probably know some of them like booze and you know, bollocks and bloody and stuff. But there's probably others that are new to you. Right now, if you'll excuse me, I'm just going to drink a little bit of my brew because I haven't touched it yet. And it's going cold. So I'm sure you'll be I'm sure you will be willing to let me do that. So I'm just gonna have a little bit of my brew. Give me a second. Mm, that is good. That is very good. I haven't had a cup of tea like that for ages. Recently, I've been drinking lots of green tea. Which is nice and everything, but it's not somehow, it doesn't have the same comforting feeling that a nice cup of English breakfast with milk in it does. I mean, that's just nice. The milk just rounds it off, makes it feel extra warming and comforting. Green tea can be a little bit sort of, I don't know, a little bit dry or something. It's kind of a bit sharp, but a nice cup of English breakfast with some milk in it. Oh, you can't beat it. Absolutely love it. In fact, I'm just going to finish this one off. Ooh. Ooh. <coughs> uh. <coughs> I drank it too quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Because I'm in a rush. Because I'm thinking... I've been speaking for nearly 40 minutes. I don't have enough time to enjoy my, my own brew. So... I drank it too quickly. And some of it went down the wrong way. You know that feeling when like you're drinking or eating and some of it goes down the wrong way. Oh, dear. So I, I nearly in, inhaled tea. But I'm okay. I'm, I'm a professional. I've had years of experience of, of tea and talking. So <clears throat> do excuse me. Let's carry on let's carry on with this amazing episode all about British slang. So we just did brew. Now we're going to do the the expression budge up. Budge up. So imagine you're sitting on a sofa with some of your friends and you don't have enough space. You might turn to your friends and say budge up a bit, would you? Budge up a bit. Budge up. Budge up a bit. I haven't got any room here. Come on, budge up. Budge up means move Make some space, sort of move up the sofa and make a bit of space. There you go. Next one is buff. Buff. So um, have you been to the gym recently? Because you're looking really buff. So if you're buff, it means that you're well built, you're muscular, sort of muscly and muscular in good condition because maybe you've been going to the gym, you've been doing some weights, you've been working out and you're looking really buff. Yeah. Um, Usually used for men, I think. We don't normally say that women look buff um okay next one is bugger oh bugger right um another pretty british word i don't think they say this in america bugger so it's basically used when you're angry oh bugger so for example if you have just dropped something oh bugger or if you hit your hit your uh, thumb with a hammer bugger um bugger so if you have if you ever watched that movie uh four weddings and a funeral with hugh grant in it well you'll know that the beginning of that film he says a lot of these um he says a lot of these things he says, oh bugger quite a lot the beginning of the film starts with him swearing a lot because he's late for a wedding i think the first few words are like fuck and oh bugger watch the movie you'll know what i'm talking about So bugger is when you're just angry. Um, um, Let's see, what else? Bugger it. I'll bugger it. Which is like sort of um, another way of of expressing your anger. Um, Also, if you want someone to go away, you can tell them to bugger off. Which is quite a good one. I'll bugger off, will you? Bugger off, you twat. Bugger off, meaning go away. Now, the the actual literal meaning of the word bugger is to, well, how can I put it? It's to have sex with a person in the wrong place, okay? Uh, th- let's say, uh, th- yes, through the back door, as it were. Okay, so that's to bugger someone. So it is actually pretty rude. The meaning is pretty rude. The word is used quite a lot actually, when people are angry or something. But now you know what it means is to, I guess, like to uh, have sex with someone up the bum hole, in the bum hole. That's to bugger someone. Yes, not a nice image. I don't know, maybe it is for you. Uh, who knows? I don't know what your preferences are. But anyway, bugger, there you go. Oh, bugger off. Um, bugger all means nothing. Right? So for example. Um, what do you think of um what do you think of my new shoes? Yeah, they cost bugger all, but they're really good. Meaning that uh they cost nothing. They were really cheap. Bugger all. So for example, um how much money did you make today? Oh, bugger all, mate. Absolutely bugger all money. There you go. Um bum bum. You probably know this. That's just your bottom. Or in America, your ass. In England, it's your bum. Um and uh, a bum is not a particularly rude word, okay? To, to bum. Yeah, and I've already mentioned to bum a fag, uh, <laughs> which actually means to borrow or take a cigarette from someone. Strange, isn't it, the way these words mean different things? Um, bung, B-U-N-G. Just um, bung me the controller, will you? Bung me the controller. Bung means to throw. Okay, so bung me the controller means throw the controller to me. The controller would be the remote control for your TV. Okay, bung. Um, Okay, what about this one? Giz a butchers at that. Giz a butchers. Giz a butchers. A butchers. A butchers. That's cockney rhyming slang. Okay, cockney rhyming slang. So, uh, butchers means a butcher's hook. And butcher's hook rhymes with look. So gives a, give me a butcher's means give me a look, which means let me look at that. So let's say, for example, your friend has got like an iPhone and he's looking at a picture on it and he's laughing and you say, oh, giz a butcher's at that. Go on, give a butcher's. That means let me have a look. It's interesting that we say giz or give us. Often, we use the word us to refer to me. So it's not give me a look. It's give us a look. Okay, so us actually, instead of me, give us a look. And sometimes give us becomes abbreviated to giz, giz a look, giz a butchers. Giz a means give me a or give us a. Giz a butchers at that means give me a look at that. All right, you're learning. I think you're learning there, aren't you? Come on, a lot of you i'm sure you didn't know about giza giza butchers give me a look i think uh i reckon some of you didn't know that one um, by the way cockney rhyming slang you thinking. you might be thinking what's that luke well uh, a cockney as you might know is someone who comes from a particular area of east london and cockneys are well known for using a particular dialect these days, cockneys don't really exist, not in the same way that they used to. Um, sort of 50 to 100 years ago, there would have been many more cockneys. These days, it's not really the same as it used to be. And in fact, no one in my experience really uses much cockney rhyming slang, um, except for some phrases like butchers and some other ones. Like um, the, the cockney rhyming slang that most people know, is um, words like butcher's hook meaning look? Um, what else? Um, frog and toad road. Okay, so not fro- not road, but frog and toad. Uh, apples and pears stairs um, boat race face. Um, so it might be stuff like you know, give a butchers at your boat race meaning. Let me look at your face. Okay, but really, not many people use that. You might hear it in some films. Like uh, there's a film called Cockneys versus Zombies, or a film like uh, Snatch, which features lots of kind of larger than life Cockney characters who use a lot of rhyming slang, but not really. Not many people use rhyming slang. Really, the way rhyming slang works is you take words that rhyme with the word you're talking about. Butcher's hook, look, and instead of using the whole butcher's hook phrase, you just use the first part. So gives a butchers uh, meaning. Give me a look. Other ones are stuff like there are new ones as well. Like, come on, let's go down the pub and have a couple of Britneys. Meaning Britney Spears beers. Let's have a couple of beers. Although that's a bit of a joke. I don't think really many people really use that expression. Right, we're on forty-seven minutes. I think I'm going to wrap this up after about an hour, and um, that's just letters A and B. I can't believe it. I expected to be able to do the entire list in one episode, but I must be over ambitious. Um, I think I'm going to have to come back and do a few more letters in, a next, in the next episode. Um, right, so we just did uh, butchers, gizzer butchers at that. Um, let's see how many of the C words I can do. And then at least I can do uh, British slang A to C. Right, next word is the word ch- uh, to chat someone up right, to chat someone up. Um, For example, um, um, did he try to chat you up? Um, I saw him talking to you, was he chatting you up? To chat someone up is to kind of flirt with someone. Um, In fact, it's to talk to someone in order to try and pick them up. So if you see like a really fit bird in the pub, you might go up to her and try and chat her up, you know, Um, that means talk to her, in order to try and get her to like you with the ultimate aim of maybe being able to go on a date with her, you know, or even, you know, uh, getting off with her. To get off with someone means to kiss, French kiss, you know, passionately kiss someone. Um, so to chat someone up is to kind of flirt, try and seduce someone through conversation. And of course, we have things like chat up, girl, uh, tra- chat up lines. Uh, there are some really bad chat up lines. Stuff like um oh, what are some of the worst you know um do you come here often or didn't I see you here last week, or even stupid things like um uh, do you want to come you know i'm um, um, would you like an invitation to the pants party? There's a party in my pants, and I want you to be invited that kind of stupid thing, right uh, chat up lines, okay, next item on the list is a chav chav. C-H-A-V. Now, a chav is basically someone of very low social class, usually a very young person, well, quite a young person of low social class who dresses in a particular way, usually dresses in a kind of some cheap sports clothes or fake sports clothes with like Reebok trainers uh, some tracksuit trousers, a kind of hooded uh, sports top, maybe a, a fake Burberry cap. Um, so, th- those are chavs, like really sort of cheap, low class people that you find, young people that you often find um, in sort of poor areas of England. Um, if you live in a poor part of the country, you might, for example, go to the shop to get your milk and cigarettes and and bread. And there's often like a little gang of chavs standing outside the shop. And they look at they look aggressive, they look intimidating, they look quite frightening. And in fact, they might be because a lot of these chavs are actually sort of criminals. And um, they're a bit sort of thuggish. And they might mug you, or if they don't mug you they might just say some stuff to you that that's not very nice so chavs yeah young low class people who are a bit criminal who for some reason dress in like really cheap sports clothing okay Chavs. Now, the word chav is actually kind of a pejorative word. It's a, a, a derogatory term. It's a negative term. It's an ab- a slightly abusive term used by more middle class people because they don't like this these types of people. So they call them chavs. It's like a kind of a nickname, a negative nickname, but it's very very common term now because. I don't know, maybe it's a signal of a class divide in the country, or what or, or, or something some sort of social problems, a reflection of some social problems that we have in England, that there are groups of sort of unhappy, um, violent, aggressive, rude, um, young people who've got nothing better to do than hang around in the park, or stand around outside the shop making feet people feel uncomfortable. Um Yeah, so chavs. All right. Next word is cheeky. Cheeky. Um, You know, don't be cheeky. Oh, you cheeky monkey. Um, So if you're cheeky, that means that you're um, a bit rude. But in a kind of a fun way, you're a little bit rude. And usually it's used for like a child or a young person. Um, So imagine if uh, you're if you say things to your teacher, that are a little bit rude, but they're kind of fun as well then you might be considered cheeky. Okay, don't be cheeky. Um, You're considered to be cheeky if you have like a clever answer for everything. You know, Um, right, so cheeky. Um, Cheeky can also be used now as a way of sort of, let's see, another example of how cheeky is used. So so we use it to describe people who are a a bit clever and a bit rude, but in a fun way. But we also use cheeky For example, if you say, come on, let's have a cheeky pint. Do you fancy a cheeky pint? So a cheeky pint would be like a a quick pint, maybe sort of slightly naughty one. You know, maybe you've like just gone to the shop with your friend and you told your girlfriend that you'd be back. But you say, come on, let's have a cheeky little pint, meaning have a quick, fun little pint, a pint of beer when maybe you shouldn't be having one. A cheeky pint, for example, Um, So there you go. Next word is cheers. Now, I'm sure that you know cheers. Anyone with a basic grasp of British English will know cheers. And you'll know that it has three main uses. One of them being when you have a drink and you knock your glasses together. Cheers, mate. Cheers. By the way, in England, it's not necessary to make eye contact with the people you're drinking with when you say cheers. You don't have to make eye contact. I know in a lot of countries... You must make eye contact when you say cheers because if you don't then you get 7 years of bad sex. Well we don't have that rule in England so don't worry no no concern about 7 years of bad sex in England no it's just you'll always have well you'll always have either bad sex or you'll always have good sex depending on your point of view. In my opinion I think that we, you know it's it's no worries there is no such thing as bad sex in Britain. Yeah. I don't know about that. We're not famous for our sexual endeavors are we unless you count James Bond um, anyway uh, this is this is a an area that I think I could deal with properly in a separate x-rated episode of Luke's English podcast which would be all about sex and the language of sex sexual organs words for for sexually related things I think that would be another episode of Luke's English podcast the sex episode it could be be a successful one because everyone's into sex, aren't they? Everyone's fascinated by it. If you ever look at women's magazines, um, they they always have some reference to sex on the front, co- on the front cover. Every women's magazine is about sex um, and they say that men are obsessed with sex. Well, women are just obsessed, just as obsessed with sex as we are. Why, if we're not, why do you have so many sexual references on your Uh, women's magazines. The sex issue. Are you having enough sex? Are you having too much sex? Do you know how to have sex better than your best friend? Um, How much sex did your mother have? Uh, How much sex um, should one actually talk about? Um, You know, that kind of thing? Yes. Okay, Luke. Um, that could be another episode of the the podcast, couldn't it? Yes, yes, it could. Cheeky, right. Cheers. So cheers is when you have a drink. Also, cheers can mean thank you. Cheers for that. Cheers also can mean goodbye. Right. Cheers then. Bye. Yes. Okay. There you go. Cheers. Um, Another one is cheesed off. Cheesed off. I was so cheesed off. Um, for example. All right. So when I when I heard that the the postman lost my mail, I was so cheesed off. So cheesed off is just a slightly more polite way of saying that you're pissed off. And pissed off means that you're really angry, annoyed and unhappy. I was so cheesed off. I was so pissed off. Right. Um, Next item is the expression a chin wag, chin wag, Why don't you come over? We'll have a bit of a chin wag and a few cup. Let's come over for a cup of tea and a chin wag. So a chin wag is basically like a a a nice conversation, and you can imagine that your chin wags up and down. A chin wag, a nice conversation. Yeah. So he came over. We had a cup of tea, a bit of a chin wag. It was nice. A chin wag. Um, Next is chuffed. I was absolutely chuffed. I was chuffed to bits. Uh, if you're chuffed, it means that you're really pleased about something. So for example, I I passed my driving test. Finally passed my driving test. I'm absolutely chuffed. I was so chuffed. I'm really chuffed for you. So it just means pleased. It's just another way of saying pleased chuffed. Um, I'm chuffed to bits as well. Chuffed to bits means you're really pleased. Okay, next one is um, let's see. Uh, It was an absolute cock up. You cocked it right up, didn't you? A cock up is basically a mistake. He made a massive cock up. So it's a big mistake. Okay. Um, It's nothing to do with the word cock, which is also a part of the man's body. Um, It's a man's genitals or a man's genitalia. His penis is also a cock. Um, But the word you cocked it up isn't related to that use of the word cock. So a cock up is just a mistake. It's weird, isn't it? I'm sure there's like, it sounds like there's a connection because you think cock up, is it possible to have cock down? In fact, surely a cock down would be a mistake or a disaster, wouldn't it? But no, apparently not. Cock up is a mistake. And there is no expression of cock down. Um, So again, there's no relationship to the more sexually Um, explicit version of the word cock. No, just cock up and cock, different expressions. Cock up means a mistake. You cocked it up. You made a right cock up. Yes. The next item is actually cockney rhyming slang. And I've just mentioned that. So I don't need to go into it again, do I? No, I don't. Cockney rhyming slang, gizzard butchers, apples and pears means stairs, dog and bone, phone, boat race, face, that's all you need to know. Right, next one is core. Core, look at that. Core. Um, core is basically a, um, a kind of expression of surprise. And actually, it comes from God. God. So it's like in, you remember, "core cool, blimey. Well, the core part is basically like when you're amazed by something. Cool, look at that. Also, it's the sort of thing a man from the 1970s would say if he saw a really fit bird. Cool, look at her. Um, For example, yes. Uh, Right, we've got two more words left in this episode. And that almost brings us to the hour mark. Next word is um, cracking. It was an absolutely cracking weekend. I had a really good time. Cracking means really good, like great. And it's, Often you pronounce that without pronouncing the G at the end. Cracking means uh, really great. And if you say that a girl is cracking, it means that she's stunning. She's really fit. She's absolutely cracking, isn't she? She's gorgeous. She's stunning. She's fit. Cracking is really good. That was a cracking party last night. That was brilliant, mate. Cracking. Okay. And finally... um, the the last word beginning with C and that's crap. So if you listen to the swearing episode, you'll have heard about crap. So crap basically means shit, but it's um it's not as rude, much less rude. But it's still a rude word, but it's not as rude as shit. So crap is something that's bad and kind of poor quality, you might say. Um, so um, Let's see. Oh, it was total crap. So what did you think of the movie? Oh, it was just crap. A piece of crap. Total crap. Um, Yeah, for example, um, just crap, isn't it? Really crap, meaning really bad. Yeah. Um, The quality in that video is crap. Yes. So, ladies and gents, that brings us to the end of what I expected to be a much um, more... uh, What's the word for it? A much deeper, richer, and and uh, l- what am I trying to say? It's difficult to speak my own language sometimes. I thought I'd be able to go through many more words um, than those in this episode, but it looks like we're going to have to break this down and turn it into uh, lots of different episodes. But there you go anyway. You've got like a British slang A to C. I thought I would do A to Z, but it's just A to C, so I'm going to have to come back and do other words um From my list here, Um, I think that's pretty much it. I've got so many more ideas for podcasts, but I don't have enough time to do them all. It's really annoying and really cheesed off about it. Um, But uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm very chuffed at the moment, I'm absolutely chuffed to bits because. Uh, Recently, the podcast has been downloaded over 10,000 times every day. Just the other day, it was downloaded like 10,469 times. I was particularly pleased by the 69 at the end of that one. Um, And then just yesterday, it was downloaded over 11,000 times in one day, which is just amazing. It's brilliant. I love the idea that there are that many people listening to this and finding it useful. And I get emails every day and comments from people saying, well done, Luke. I love the podcast. It's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. I also get you know, donations sometimes. If you have sent me a donation, I appreciate it very much. It helps me to pay for the web space and all of the data that I transfer. Um, you know, 10,000 downloads a day means that I um, uh, That's a lot of bandwidth that's being used, and I have to pay for that. So, your downloads help. So, I'm really chuffed to bits with all of the downloads. I think it's ace. Um, I'm really, really, um, really glad, really happy about that. In fact, when I looked at um, the website, when I looked at my podcast statistics, I was like, cool, blimey, look at those downloads that's unbelievable. That is the dog's bollocks. That is absolutely brilliant. Um, So yeah, very pleased. I remember when I first started the podcast, like the first week, I I got absolutely bugger all downloads. But now it's amazing. I'm getting loads, absolutely loads. It's brilliant. So uh, thanks for downloading. Uh, Thanks for listening. Well done for making it all the way to the end of this episode. There will be plenty more podcasts in the future. I'd like to keep doing this forever. And I'd like to expand it, develop it. I've mentioned before about how I'd like to write a book. I also would like to do other things. Um, so it's still, I feel like it's still early days for Luke's English podcast. And this is just the beginning. Um, so there will be more stuff in the future. Thanks again for listening. Uh, you can look forward to other episodes of this nature in the future. Um, that's it for this one. For now. It's bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.